You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 180, Chimera. Hosted by Dan Terry. I mean, look at me. I'm new metal as fuck. <laughs> Jeff Kane. This is not metal. <laughs> it's not even close to metal. I wish I had more to say about that band, but... Hang on a second. We have a breakdown expert. Buddy Reno. Here are all the things wrong with this album. <laughs> and Joseph Wren. I mean, it's all right, but... It's not Norma Jean. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you shot down the idea to do this whole episode in death vocals, then you are ready for (laughs) this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. The Doom Hammer descends from on high to talk about Chimera. Is it Chimera? Or is it like (laughs) Chimera? No, it's Chimera or Chimera. Camaro? Chimera! There it is. I misspelled this name like 15 times over the whole course of like writing down notes. Well, there's like (laughs) five other bands called Chimera or Chimera that like Camaro. But it's spelled wrong. (laughs) Like they all they all spell it wrong, so then it's really confusing. If you change a few of the letters and drop a couple consonant pronunciations, you end it with Gamork. Gamora. (laughs) Well, I'm really excited to be talking about these guys because this is one of the most rock solid bands that we've talked about. This episode is going to be so easy. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I kind of wrote these guides off a long time ago, and God, was that a fucking mistake. I I don't know. It's not that I like them. I just like started listening to something else and just never went back. And that was a huge mistake because listening discography this week was uh, quite the pleasant surprise. Well, Jeff, I'm proud of you for admitting your mistake and writing off Chimera and not listening to them. And I'm glad that being a host of discography discussion has led you back to the band so you can enjoy the glory that is Chimera and their solid metal awesomeness. Yeah, super stoked. Yeah, I didn't even, I've never even heard them before. Like, I've heard of them, but this was the first time I've actually dedicated any time list. And it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty enjoyable. I won't say it was the best thing, but... Chimera is one of those names that you hear and you just don't know who they are. You'll look them up eventually. This was the week. I guess I'm the only guy that, like, has kind of listened to Chimera for a while. Um... I always thought that they were really good because they just, they're very, very distinctly American sounding. Uh, they don't rip Gothenburg death metal riffs off of bands that we may or may not be talking about next week. And, you know, so I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just, I, I've always enjoyed their commitment to staying heavy and staying metal uh, when they definitely had the ingredients to go a different way, if that makes sense. I think more than one example of their peers definitely went a different way. When you are this solid, when you've got the guitars, the riffs, the heavy vocals, everything that goes into heavy music for the past 20 years, it would be so easy to just be metalcore or be degent or put fake bass drops in your music. Instead, it's a heavy metal band. I'm not complaining. Bass drops are good, though. It's part of your daily nutrition. You got to wake up and take like three or four of your bass drops every morning. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just how these things, how these things work out. But yeah, this band, no, no real, no real studio assistants or anything. Like they, these guys were kind of the real deal, and uh, and and I, I, I'll get into it. But I, I want to take a special time out to shout out our Patreon supporters, uh, who are so awesome, and I, I just. I want to call you guys out right now. 
and that would include Alexander, Brandon Miranda, Brian Dean, David Brown, Isaiah Eldridge, Jeffrey De Los Santos, the actual Mac, Jeremy Prince, Josh Moser, Kiki Kuti, do you love me? I do love you. Ken Zalpa, no, hold on. Ken Zapla, Lance Allegood, the king of metal, Patrick Asplund, Samuel Woodward, and Tantalized Fungins. Still the best name. I'm just saying. Absolutely the best name. Uh, and I'm, I apologize if it's competing with somebody's name that they were born with, but there was just never a chance. It's the best name. Uh, <laughs> well, before Dan takes a stand on Funyuns versus Doritos, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything discography discussion at discussmetal.com. We are on Spotify. Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. So if you have an Amazon Echo or Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion Podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. Well, we do love five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion. If you want to leave us a review, do that on your podcast app. Uh, it really helps us out. makes me feel a lot better about everything, you know, because I, I, I'm weird like that. But, uh, you know, one of the things that you guys have been doing that I really, really love and I think helps us out the most is sharing the episodes with your friends, your family, forcing people, innocent people usually, to listen to our thoughts on bands that maybe they've never heard of before. But, uh, you know, you're doing it for the cause, so keep sharing those episodes. Especially if you get a chance to steal the aux cord in your friend's car. I mean, meet Hooksotomy by Cannibal Corpse. That's your first stop. <laughs> the very first time anybody gives you an aux cord, that's where you go. Extra points if it's one of those cars where it displays the song name on the dashboard while you're driving. <laughs> I come blood. <laughs> we got a comment on episode 177, Mastodon from Wild2K. Oh my God! I've been waiting ages for this one. Thank you so much, guys. Love the show. Well, thank you so much for waiting that long for us to do Mastodon. I mean, I knew we'd get around to it eventually in like 177 episodes. That's all it took? In <laughs> reference to our Alice in Chains episode with Metal Fucking Jesus, Dumbo says, I gotta say, Jar Flies is my favorite Alice in Chains album. Nutshell caught me so off guard firstly hearing it. I remember listening to it at such, un such a vulnerable time in my life, and it's resonated with me ever since. If I could listen to one song for the rest of my life, it would be that song. It's actually a really good choice. I, it would definitely be in my top five. It would be a contender, although I'm a big fan of Down in a Hole. I was going to say Don't Follow and Nutshell are my two favorites, and they're on the same album. So I'm with I'm with this that Love Nutshell and Don't Follow. Got it. All day long. Does Allison Chains do blast beats? Nobody. They don't have to. <laughs> Does don't Toby to, Wright that say good. that they <laughs> need to add blast beats? <laughs> uh, okay, I apologize if I pronounce your name wrong, but uh, this is uh, Danya Shakoff on YouTube in reference to our Gore Guts episode, episode 176. He says, hey guys, hello from Russia. Uh, why don't you talk about more modern British metalcore bands like Architects and While She Sleeps? The same thing with modern metal bands from the USA, the Amity Affliction and Crown the Empire. Uh, most of the bands that you talk about on the podcast I've never heard of before. Um, well, you know, that is uh, mostly because we're from the US and I think sometimes we just tend to talk about some of those bands. But uh, a lot of the bands that we talk about, you know, it's, it's kind of intentional 
uh, sometimes to give lesser known bands a little bit more uh, a little bit more of a fair shake. So uh, it's part of what I like about the show is that I'm able to kind of maybe expose people to bands I've never heard of before. Um, but at the same time, we will eventually get uh, get around to some of those some of those bigger bands. So just stay tuned. I'm also gonna say stay tuned for my album of the week, buddy. Okay. Not, not as in the Doom Hammer, Hammer, but buddy as in the guy from Russia who. <laughs> I can't say buddy <laughs> episode. I'm gonna confuse yeah, you, the you, fuck you, out of everybody. Hey, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw you off your game now, just by existing. Clearly, when they made that comment, Jeff, they were not prepared for you to be here with your album of the week. No, and I already had it picked out before I even knew there was going to be a dude from Russia that was going to be commenting on our on our podcast. I already knew <laughs> what I wanted to do. So, Dan, tell me about Chimera. Well, Chimera used to be an American heavy metal band from Ohio. Um, they started around 1998. And um, they are largely considered to be one of the most prolific heavy metal bands uh, of the early to mid 2000s, and um, and and for good reason. Uh, these guys were absolutely brutal. They had a commitment to heaviness and a commitment to metal that I think a lot of bands that get some form of mainstream success uh, that they don't really they never they never faltered from what their mission was, which was to grind us into the fucking ground with riffs. And uh, they, they definitely do that. Um, start off with a little bit of like a new metal influence style, but I would say new metal only comprised maybe the beginnings of the band. Uh, and as they go on, uh, their stuff starts getting more and more and more uh, brutal <laughs> overall. The new metal influence and the groove is one of the first things that appealed to me with this band. I never really had an indication that they were going to go full grind death metal berserk, but I'm really glad they did because the later records to me sound more like what I think a band called Chimera should sound. So I'm definitely into it. And we're going to start with Pass Out of Existence 2001. Yeah, easily my least favorite uh, of the releases. I, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Jeff. It, I, I, I had such a hard time getting through this album. It, it drug on and on and on, which was something that I think is a common theme throughout Chimera's discography, is they all are probably like three, four songs long, and they just wear out their welcome a bit too much. I don't disagree. This is the early 2000s where we were trying to fill every minute of that CD. So coming in at an hour and two to three minutes, 14 tracks, it was the standard of the time. But I think with modern yeah. ears, 10 tracks would have been better for this one. Could have used a little bit more trimming because uh, I, I mean, oh, like, you know, I'm more of a passive listener. And so nothing of this album really ever jumped out at me. Um, you know, I think most of the things that probably jumped out at me was some of the weird choruses that just, I don't know. I'm also not really that big of a new metal guy, so it just kind of grated on my ears most of the time. You used to be. <laughs> I used to be, I know. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I got introduced to Horde and that was it. <laughs> Dan says you're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you guys. I thought that this record was pretty damn good. Uh... I do agree with you that it was really long. Uh, it was definitely like I was kind of starting to. It was hard. I, I I went through it like three or four times for this uh, to try to find something a little bit more to it. 
Um, but I mean, it's a debut album, so obviously it's not going to be their best material ever. But uh, you know, I can hear the I can hear the new metal influence loud and clear uh, right up right up front. But it is also kind of the type of new metal that I prefer. It's it's next. You know, it's it's more Cold Chamber, less Limp Biscuit. You know what I mean? Like it's it's more focus still on 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 heavy riffs uh i like how the record starts off very dissonant and there there are like blast beats and death metal influences scattered here and there all over it so it, it is a real amalgamation of, of a lot of different styles and kind of proof that they just really hadn't really figured out what direction they wanted to go in yet yeah i think some of the overall like feeling of the album kind of gave me some corn vibes which you know if you kind of getting compared to it compared to uh corn then obviously corn's just gonna overshadow you anyway um especially that late in corn's uh discography yeah i think they were they were a product of their time yeah you know it came out in 2001 i'm that's what was popular then you know that was well on the downside but i mean that's what everybody was playing if you if you were metal and you were getting on the radio you were new metal i mean for the most part so yeah i i it's okay. I mean, it's not. It's definitely my least favorite, but I'm not going to say it's a bad al- a bad album. It's just uh, like Dan said, they just hadn't found their way yet. Uh, it just, I just didn't vibe, especially whenever you're listening to an en- entire dis- discography with them. You know, th- this one kind of sticks out like a sore thumb for me. Uh, it just, it just doesn't mesh with uh, the rest of what they were trying to accomplish. It just, yeah, just, just wasn't my cup of tea. And especially when listening to everything else that they had to offer, this just doesn't fit with everything else. I think it's important because it's a transitional, kind of a transitional band, much the way Thirty Six Crazy Fists was a transitional band, starting off in more of a new metal style because that was what was popular at the time and they probably grind they probably grinded up through a local scene that was all new metal to kind of break into uh to, to kind of break into uh more mainstream appeal so i mean I, I totally understand why this record sounds the way that it does but at the same time like i appreciate the heavier elements and i appreciate kind of the potential of what was to come is this the only example we have of dissonant new metal no, just don't ask me to um, give examples, but I know they exist. I just, <laughs> I'm just not the uh, the new metal savant and that you need to be able to spit that shit out. Well, and I'm not talking about corn. How monkey and head play counter melodies against each other that have dissonant qualities. I mean dissonance in the sense of grindcore and There's metalcore no later on where it's dissonant on purpose. This is one of the few examples I can think of where, yeah, it's got that new metal tinge, but it still sounds like Chimera. It doesn't sound like new metal being played by other bands at that time. His vocals are right out of hardcore metalcore, especially for that time. Um, and and I really appreciate that. I mean, th- this actually, believe it or not, this this reminds me. This is going to be a deep cut, and I apologize, but this reminds me of a uh, of a Christian new metal band um, called uh, Hospital. Uh, it's it's very similar That's to that. That's a good one. And they're not um, they're not they don't sound obviously like exactly the same. Hospital sounded a little bit more like Deftones, but it had a lot of that like droning, like dissonant, heavy heaviness that you're talking about, Joe. 
Um, and so I think bands were pushing towards this direction. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at even even a band like Norma Jean, where their Ludacris album was more new metal influenced before they would go on to do what they were going to do. Thirty Six Crazy Fist, the same way. Um, there are a lot of bands that came out of this scene that would eventually go on to kind of adopt the newer. Uh, the newer kind of heaviness that was getting popular at the time. So this record, I think the only thing that I can really level against it is that it is a product of its time. It, it's it's a 2001 metal release, and uh, it's trying to appeal to two different audiences. Well, much like talking to Jeff in the middle of the week, when I have a question and he really doesn't have time to answer, the impossibility of reason, 2003. You know I, I break your brain you? sometimes, Jeff. <laughs> did I ever... Did I answered eventually, though, didn't I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just... I had to dig down through the, the messages to find the answer. And then I asked myself, where did the rest of this come from? Like, was he talking to somebody else and just didn't realize he was typing to me? Oh, yeah, that that was... That was supposed to go to Dan. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that was my love notes to Dan. What the fuck is Joe's problem? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know so if that was for, for me, some dude. Groove metal, y'all, dude. I am groove metal? so ready for some groove metal. Somebody's been listening to some Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. I like Dimebag. I think he's a hell of a guitarist, and uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm not here to have that this argument is... with you right now. I know, um, I know, I know, I know. We're way past that. But I really like this. Uh, I, I I think this was definitely a. A huge upgrade in the in the heaviness department and i mean he like vocally that like this is where the vocals start sounding like downright acidic i i haven't i it's very rare that i hear a a, a hardcore screamer like this sound actually sound angry like actually sound pissed off like there's just venom dripping from his lips uh as he says these words so i mean i think that like I, I really, really, really like this album, and I think the biggest song that came off of this one was Down Again, which is one of the really one of the only Chimera songs I can think of that has an actual chorus, like a melodic sung chorus. And yeah, there were, I love the way it sounds. Like he, he's got like this the, this Alice in Chains kind of kind of exactly. harmonic delivery. Yeah, I was gonna say there is some uh, some Alice in Chains harmonies going on with the with the clean vocals on this one and i was like damn that's because i love alice in chains i was like that's pretty good i was not expecting that uh because i hadn't heard much uh from this album uh, and for chimera that's primarily a verse driven band it's all about the heavy it's all about the riffs it's all about the berserk explosion into your face of heaviness after all buddy yeah, listened I to it to have a chorus come out of nowhere and it fits it doesn't have the Pantera quality of we're going to yell through the chorus or the new metal quality of this is the singing part. Yeah, it's got that haunting, eerie Alice in Chains, you know, Jerry and Lane, uh, you know, that kind of vibe to it. And I, I love that. And it's I mean, so that's, good. Yeah, that's that's what, you know, drove me to love Alice in Chains and God Loves Underwater and now Chimera. I mean, that, that kind of sound just really... Like it catched my ear in a hurry because uh, I'm a lot like Buddy. I I I got two kiddos. I, I'm a passive listener, and whenever I heard that, I was like, "Oh shit, that who the fuck's doing the <laughs> the clean vocals? That sounds awesome." Yeah, for me, like this one just didn't didn't stand out, you know, for me because I think it was still kind of a 
I don't know, it felt to me like an extension of the the new metal era, which I mean, it still kind of was 2003. Um, but I think the part that like hit me out of left field was I don't really like uh, tough guy vocals, like oh I hate you, I'm gonna punch you in the face, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, and so that first track, Cleansation, Clean Station, I don't even know how you say it. Like it was just very like tough guy. Oh, let me live my life. Oh, everybody sucks. You know, like get over yourself. Um, you know, it, I don't know. It, it just struck me the wrong way. And so I had to re-listen to this one like two, three times. Uh, but it just never, it just never clicked with, me. Uh, I don't know. I just couldn't, couldn't get into this one. Well, that's the cool thing about metal is that there's a lot of shit out there for everybody. Something to be said about this record too, is that it's very, very, very metalcore, but not in the traditional sense. And that's one thing that I really appreciated about the impossibility of reason is that this band went back to their their roots and their influences to drive a new kind of a new no pun intended a new level uh, of uh, of heaviness and without resorting to a lot of the tricks that a lot of these bands did during this time. There's no there's no Gothenburg death metal riffs thrown in here at all. There's no um, obligatory like indie emo sounding riffs where they, you know they, they might throw a scream on them every now and again. Um, it's none of that. This is not tropey at all, and I think that's what really makes it stand out for me is that they're trying really, really, really hard to be heavy. And I mean, to Buddy's point, yeah, it can come off a little tough guy. But I don't think that it's as ex- I don't think that it's, it's as extreme as like a Pantera, uh, in in that regard. Like in in the in the approach, um, I think the dude's definitely got some angry feelings going on. And I think the <laughs> biggest reason why I don't like tough guy vocals or like a tough guy hardcore approach is because I don't believe those guys a lot of the time. It just comes yeah, off like- as like a dick measuring contest. And with Chimera, I don't think that. I think this dude's legitimately pissed off. I don't know. If you grew up in Cleveland with John Drake, you'd probably be pissed off, too. Oh, yeah. God, Star Wars again? <laughs> Let the hate flow yep. through you. <laughs> Give it two more years, and you're going to get Chimera in 2005. Now, for me, this one I thought was a huge improvement over the past two albums. Uh, I, I think most of my issues were with vocals and stuff on the previous two and just the general metal feel and this i felt like diverged a lot from new metal um and again you know this is modern ears so i might have felt different if i had actually heard it in 05 but you know with the way i am now uh this one appealed to me a lot more yeah this is we're starting to get closer and closer to what when somebody says this is what chimera sounds like this is much closer to that overall feel uh what you would expect uh, you know, so they are evolving, and like you said, you know they, they're they're leaving uh, some of those tendencies uh, towards new metal uh, behind. Uh, it's more metalcore driven uh, as we get further and further into their career. And this stuff, I mean, it's good. Uh, it's just that I think there's uh, the best is yet to come. So this one is, you know, it's still just it's all right. It's not it's not like it's bad. It's just um, solid. It's not great. Yeah, it, it's solid, but not great yet. It's still, it's in the, it's in the virgin on the into the good category for me. Now we're in the Gallup double bass territory, and we're full on in that territory. This is a metal record. 
It's not new metal influenced. It doesn't have thrash influences. This is a heavy metal record in 2005. This is the Chimera that I think of when you say Chimera. I think this is their most melodic record. Um, there's there's more focus on solos and kind of like dark like darker melodies in the songs. Kind of like kind of a melancholy like. I don't know, like, you don't feel good listening to it, but it's not, like, as dense uh, as what you got on the previous album, because I feel like I feel like their attempts to be heavy in whatever form that that took on the previous two records really makes everything just seem like a giant slab of granite, which is, I mean, obviously, if you're super metal, that's what you want, but, um, <laughs> but I just feel like this record was a little bit more diverse musically. Uh, than the than the previous, and one thing that I think is really interesting about it is that like they had Down Again. Down Again was a huge song on the off of the last record, and so I kind of I kind of just assumed that as they went on, they were going to be like every other band out there, and that they were going to maybe try to write two Down Agains, you know, for for the next record. That they were going to try to do something uh, in that vein, and they really didn't. Um, it was it was really kind of refreshing that they were still trying to perfect their level of heaviness more so than and so and yeah i mean in a sense this record is much more melodic than than the previous but it's more brutal when brutality is required i guess is is what i'm trying to say so like i thought this record was good uh it's not my favorite but it's definitely the, my biggest complaint about every chimera record is i feel like this band would be much more effective if their records were like about 40 minutes long uh i feel mm -hmm. like i feel like I feel like they deliver. It's like eating too much chocolate. Like you, you, it's great, but then eventually you get so full. It's like I, I don't need. You know, it's kind of like the diet I'm on right now. You know, like I don't need such big portions <laughs> of meals. You, you know, uh, you, you have to like, you have to like, be able to rein it in a little bit and maybe maybe like let some songs go <laughs> and things like that, or, or maybe cut down on some of the instrumental parts. But again, that's just, you know, I, I'm sure if you're a diehard fan of the band that like, that's fine. Like you, who doesn't want more, more of a good thing. But, um, I thought that this was a, a great step in the right direction for this band. Um, I don't know if it's really their creative peak necessarily, but they are starting to show signs of more diversity and getting a little bit more comfortable in the sound that they tried to, tried to introduce on the last record. Yeah, I would agree. They're definitely more comfortable in their own skin on this one. I we're start, they're starting to get in, come into their own. Well, I didn't know that the band was dead, but in 2007, they gave <laughs> us Resurrection, and it sounds like the last record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a pretty common theme on this episode. Uh, Chimera is really great at being Chimera. Uh, they're not great at being anybody else, uh, which is fine. Like, who cares? But uh, it is worth mentioning that, like, you know, this is not really necessarily a push forward for the band. Like musically, it's it's maintaining. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was, um, you know, a shift in direction or anything. It felt like, you know, they continued the sound they introduced on the last album. Maybe a few micro improvements here and there. Um, but I mean, for me, it was a pretty solid entry. I, I can't remember. I wish I had wrote it down. There was one song that got stuck in my head, and I think it was toward the end of the album. Uh, it was something instrumental. I can't remember if it was Kingdom Heartache or Paralyzed, uh, but there was one song just stuck with me on this one. Um, but again, passive listening, so half the time I never know what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, and it's harder to pay attention to a band like this if you're doing if you're doing something while you're listening to them because uh, because it's just one sound throughout, and you know, so it's almost like almost a band like that's more formulaic and has like breaks and like clean vocals and stuff like that might be a little easier to pay attention to passively because they're introducing those little elements. Whereas Chimera, it's like it's it's one wall of sound. This was the yeah, first time I thought that me and Buddy went to the store to buy the new Chimera record, and then Buddy took it back because he thought that they gave him the wrong CD. <laughs> That's probably something I would do. Yeah, yeah this nothing ever really jumped out. It just it was just there. You know, it it, it sounded great. You know, I, I I liked what I was hearing, but I couldn't tell you what I was listening to. See, this this is um, I think they fine-tuned and made this uh i think it's a a much better album uh than uh chimera you know the, the self-titled resurrection i i i love it this is uh this is the one album of theirs that i listened to quite a bit uh, when it came out and for me the one thing that that caught my ear that you know as a passive listener on this one was uh Pleasure and Pain. That one just totally caught my ear. It's. I think that's a much different sound. There's a lot of weird minor chords and dissonance going on. That's very, very prominent with uh, some sort of synth that they're using to 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 make that sound. I don't know what it is, but that song just really grabbed me. And uh, the first time I heard it, I think it was actually on. Uh, it was probably on Pandora, uh, and. It, it popped into it, and then that actually made me want to go listen to the album. I listened to it on uh, Spotify quite a bit. And yeah, I think this is a, a solid entry into the, the metalcore genre. This is this is one of the one of the better metal metalcore albums I've heard in a while. I I, I like it quite a bit actually. I, this might act. It I don't think it, it's if it's not my favorite. It's like a 1A, 1B kind of situation. I, I really dig this one for whatever reason. That just kind of kind of grabbed me the right way. Uh, it's, I think it's fucking brutal and awesome. You're right, by the way. This is one of the songs that always comes up on the midweek shuffle. Somehow, listening to some form of metal always leaks into Chimera, and it's always pleasure and pain. Yeah, and it kind of grabs you. It's got a different feel to it than the rest of the album, in my opinion. Uh, it because you know i was excited the first time i heard it and i listened to the rest of our album and i'm like oh it's just it's metalcore okay and then i listened to it again i'm like yeah but it's really good metalcore so uh, <laughs> yeah. i'm done with it <laughs> so I, I, I it's not like i had a huge complaint it just didn't sound like um, pleasure and pain which is what i was expecting and it's just that one just was really it just really catches my ear every time it plays i mean i know immediately when that song is on and I, and I fucking love it. It's easily my favorite song of theirs, as far as songs go. I, I really, really like that one. I, I know I keep hammering on it, but it, it had a huge impact. And if it wasn't for that song, I wouldn't be listening. I would have never listened to Chimera. And that's part of the reason why I'm harping on it so much, because that's the one that brought me in. That was, that was my hook. Are we ready for 2009? I think we are. So, The Infection. Yeah, so this is my favorite one. Uh, which is weird because I always talk about how much I hate groove metal and this record is like they're probably their most like like groove metal oriented but like like vocally like he gets so fucking death metal in places and like 
it is, in my opinion, even though it's more of a groove metal record, it is probably their heaviest. It is. It's their yeah. heaviest. It's their heaviest because of his vocals. He is so fucking brutal on this album. It's insane. Yeah, I felt it, like uh, they had a lot. I remember hearing a lot of like musical interludes and stuff, and it kind of gave the album like an overall just really dark feel to it. Um, you know, I was missing a bit of the like grit that kind of came with some of the previous releases because the guitars kind of felt muddy to me. Like, I don't know if something happened, something changed with the production or the way they, uh, you know, balanced their guitars, but uh, some of that was gone and it kind of felt, you know, muddy there uh, with that sound. But it was still overall, like, just a great listen. Yeah, I, I really love this one. I listened to this one over and over and over again because it's just, uh, well, I'm always pissed off and so is this record. Uh, <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, I, I just, it definitely gives me like a more brutal, uh, like a more brutal Pantera vibe, and uh, maybe that's maybe that's really what I was wanting out of Pantera. I don't know, but the like, whole time <laughs> it wasn't brutal enough. Not heavy enough, man. It's just fucking yeah. stupid. But like, <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put it this way. I like this album enough that I have the uh, the picture picture disc vinyl. Nice. We uh, actually, I I bought it in Nashville. Hey, there you go. Oh, a rock and pod. <laughs> it rock and pod. Nice. The first rock and the first rock and pod I bought it at. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I got it for like five bucks from one of the vendors there, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm guy buying this." <laughs> it just says the heavier Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> this one has more of an impossibility of reason vibe to me. It's not as fast at first. It's got a lot more of the groove. Chimera stays in the heavy metal groove metal thrash area with their riffs but then this one just has the straight double bass onslaught that we keep talking about so it's not groove the same way that say a pantera would be but it paces itself a little bit better than the previous two records yeah i mean the pace is is decidedly slower than anything else but like that really adds to i, I don't know like that really adds to the brutality for me not really even a yeah, doom, like, doom metal sense, but just, I don't know, like when it slows down like that, it's just sick, and I just, oh, I love it. Yeah, it, it's it's like if, uh, it's the breakdown the whole time. I mean, yeah, it just you're like waiting for it just to slow down and just kind of kick your ass, and that's exactly what this whole album does. It It's really, really good. Hang uh, on, Jeff, I gotta my... stop you right there. We have a breakdown expert in the room with us. Uh -oh. Mr. Doomhammer, <laughs> are the breakdowns good enough? Uh, they didn't grab my attention. Oh, no. Oh, I said is it's almost as if the entire album was a breakdown. So you just with you having all the <laughs> little kids running around, you just didn't have the patience to to recognize the fact that it just went on for 50 minutes. <laughs> this is a breakdown shakedown. That was also precisely why <laughs> a good breakdown should probably have something. You know, it's a sandwich like all the, the breakdown is the meat. So you got to have some bread to kind of give it some definition. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm a, I'm a meatitarian, man. All I want is the fucking meat. You're the guy who eats the sandwich where the bread is made out of chicken breasts that have been fried here. in Fuck butter. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Jeff dude. Jeff would very much like to go to a sausage party, so invite him to your next party. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man. This is like I was saying I had a 1A, 1B. This is my 1B. So it, it's it's Resurrection and the Infection. I, I love these albums. I fucking love them. Uh, and I, but the weird thing is, is I bought the picture disc vinyl 
and I listened to it like once or twice. And I'm like, yeah, that's really good. And I just totally forgot about it. I can't explain why I have drifted away because they are a good band. For what they do, they do it well. It just, I don't know. I should have paid more attention to them. That's really well, really what it comes down to. Outside the first and the last release, you see, that's why I don't like the sandwich at all because the first and last release, that's the bread of, of throw that away. And then I'd love the rest of their, their discography. <laughs> I don't think you weren't paying attention. I just don't think there's enough here to grab the listener long term. It's Chimera. It sounds like Chimera. It sounds like riffs. It sounds like double bass. The vocals speak or scream for themselves. Point being, other bands are able to grab and keep your attention. So either you're just not a fan of this, or there's not enough here of what you like in heavy metal and death metal and everything in between. Well, I think it's fucking great. I'm with you on this one, Dan fucking love this album yeah it's it's killer it's it's my favorite i mean, I mean it's not like a, it's all downhill from here sort of situation but like i don't know i don't feel like they ever matched how how just visceral they got on this one it's time for the age of hell yeah, 2011 I, dan is booting up his copy of doom eternal now and yeah, it's gonna inf- be a while <laughs> this is the infection part two the b-sides how many part twos does the infection get jeff (laughs) resurrection was infection part one the infection part two is age of hell i think you found the other slice of bread no this is this is where it's still it's kind of like the burnt ends of the meat so it's still all right still pretty tasty i I dig me some burnt ends so i do like this album thought you ate your meat raw (laughs) not when it comes to smoking meat baby no (laughs) I, i love smoked meats I do I do like raw I do like very lightly cooked steaks, but when it comes to smoking meats, oh oh baby. Love that shit. Mm. But yeah, the age of hell is still good. It's still good. It's just not great. I think it's fine. Yeah, like I'm I'm kinda with Jeff on this. It's it's just it's fine. Uh it's not bad. It's it's more of what I want. But it wasn't super sta- it's weird to me that like so many bands kinda have this type of record where like I feel like on the last record, they wrote so many songs they couldn't use them all, though that's never stopped them before. <laughs> um, I, I will say that, like, this one, yeah, it just sounds like these are the songs that just didn't quite make the cut on other records, you know? And so it's 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 not that they're bad, but they just don't hit me very strongly. Like, I just don't have a lot to say about this record. Like, it's heavy, it's cool, I throw it on, throw it on while I'm cleaning or something, you know? But, like... But beyond that, I'm not like there's no if I'm if I'm watching Chimera live, there's no song on this record that I'm like, oh god, I hope they play this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it also drags on too long. I mean, it clocks in at 64 minutes again. And you know, I yeah. It could use with some trimming. Oh well you probably listen to the bonus tracks. No. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's forty nine it's forty nine yeah, it's forty nine minutes. Oh, maybe I've, that's the problem. I'm like, is I've this noticed, ever gonna end? I've noticed a lot of the times when you're using a streaming service, for whatever reason, they pretty much. All, I mean, I understand why because people love the bonus tracks, um, but they'll usually throw the special edition on the as the main version on like you know a streaming service. So that's that's probably where you get it. So yeah, so I can imagine because I thought it dragged at forty nine fifty, which is the what its original 
length was, and then you throw fucking, what, one, two, three, four more songs on there, and I mean, you're in Snoozeville, man, like... Uh, <laughs> Buddy's in the middle of a harsh realization right now. I spent so much time listening to crap. I wasted how many <laughs> oh, extra minutes yeah. listening to this? <laughs> yeah, if I want to listen to something that goes on forever, I'll listen to S Swallow the Sun. <laughs> hey, at least that's enjoyable. Uh, yeah, that's that's why no, I'm saying I, I if you had your I was choice. Say, I don't think any of this is unenjoyable. It's, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard when talking about a band like Chimera because they are incredibly good at what they do. Like, they've proven it. Like, you you can say that the first two records started off kind of rocky, but, like, everything after that, there I haven't heard anything that I'm like, turn that shit off. <laughs> you know, it's all been, like... Yeah. It's been all good. If you're into heavy stuff, like, it's 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 good. It's great. Yeah, I think, like, the, the biggest complaint that I could really... that I really can level at them is that they don't ever really do anything super interesting to jump you out of a passive listening experience. Um... You know, and that trend I felt like continues, you know, into the age of hell. Um, it's just, it's it's good, solid music, but yeah, it's not it's something that's going to keep me listening. Yeah, it's another safe album. And you can only be safe for so long before you get stale, since we're talking about bread and everything. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I mean, if you, if you leave this album on, on the counter for too long, yeah, it's going to just... It's going to make some sweet French stale. toast in the morning, though. Mm. 2013 crown of phantoms have you ever been like trying to put a crown on and then it just falls through you and lands on the floor like it's not real like made out of real material because it's actually made out of phantoms are you speaking yeah, old elvish at this point in the story i mean you'd have to i mean it's just crown of phantoms i mean it's just it's it's such a problem like you're trying to put your fucking crown on but you can't because it's a phantom crown and not just one phantom, but it's like infested with phantoms. And I think well, that's, that's what this album's about. It made me think of the skeleton wrong. king. <laughs> What's the right way to put on a crown of phantoms? You gotta be the well, skeleton king. Well, you gotta have king. the one ring. <laughs> me and Jeff want to oh. say something at the same time. <laughs> Wait a minute. So are you saying are you saying that the crown itself is actually a giant ring and it's not actually a crown? It's supposed to go on a giant's finger? No, that's not where that's not that kind of ring that we're talking about, Dan. It's the other kind of ring. You gotta go a little further south. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, <laughs> That's I'm, why it keeps falling got off. Got it. I got it. It's a <laughs> okay. So um, wow, Dan got beeped today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when Jeff's allowed on the podcast. <laughs> hey, Cocky Doodle Doo. Yeah, you gotta have Cocker at least Daniel. one bleep. <laughs> Cockamamie. Just 20 more minutes. It'll be fine. <laughs> I can't think of any more. Oh, wait. No, that one gets bleeped. No, nope, that one gets you. <laughs> I really like this record, I, or at least I like the material on it. Um, it, is, it is kind of sadly just another Chimera record, um, but it's, uh, I don't know. I, li I liked kind of the blending of melody. I think the songs were a little bit hookier. They kind of grab you a little bit more. They, I don't know, man. They, they definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say that they this band's ever put out a bad album, and I don't think this one's bad either. But I think I can kind of understand why this was the last record because yeah. I just don't. I, mean, I, I don't know what else they had to offer. I think at this point, isn't it? Mark is the only original member on yeah. this album. Yeah, yeah. It, it stuff like that kind of always rubs me the wrong way. It just makes it, when it, when everybody else leaves and the sound is still essentially the same 
it, it kind of makes you point your finger at that one particular individual and say, okay, this is what they like, and it's the only thing they like. This is what they're comfortable doing, and they don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, I don't know. I don't know, but that's just the assumption that I, I'm just naturally gravitate towards when I see something like this, where the, the sound is very similar, but there's only one original member left. It yeah. makes me think that it's a dictatorship. Do you think but- then that the singer is essentially the writer and he is, you know, um, handing out all the assignments to his musicians to say, okay, I need you to play this, this stuff. And essentially they're like permanent session musicians instead of actual band members. Yeah, yeah. It's possible. I, I, that stuff drives me nuts. If he's not writing the music, he's at the very least directing everybody. Like, this is the way that this band is supposed to sound. And, you know, we yeah, we wrote a song called Down Again with a chorus because we wanted to, but we don't like to do that. So we're not going to go, we're not going to go more mainstream. We're not going to go, uh, it's kind of like when I was talking about Black Dahlia Murder. I feel like they're kind of a very com- comparable band uh, in, in this regard in that they've got like a whole bunch of albums and they're all great to varying degrees, but they all sound very similar. And you have to realize that, you know, there's a lot of like metal elitists out there in the world that only like to listen to music that sounds a certain way. And you got to think a lot of those guys probably start bands and, (laughs) and, and, you know, if I'm, we've all thought it before, if I'm in a band, right, if I'm ever in a band, I'm only going to do this, you know, buddies say it all the time. I just want to play breakdowns and throw my bass (laughs) up in the air and catch it, you know, like, um, and then, and then Patrick was always like, well, I would just want to play. I just want to sing. I don't want there to be a bunch of screaming on the record. And Dan would always say, I am the band. Yeah. And I would always say, I am the band. Get out. Um, because this is the way the band is supposed to sound, you know? So like, um, so I mean, I, and yeah, I mean, of course I'm not doing some sort of like character assassination on Mark or anything like I, you know, I don't know. I'm just, that's just my observation. But, uh, just from an, from the outside with no knowledge into the writing process or how they work correct. together or anything like there's only so many assumptions you can kind of just come to a conclusion on um, I do take issue with the production on this record um, this is the only one I listened to where I didn't feel like it sounded very good like at home like on my speakers it sounded all right in headphones but like I had to like fuck around with my settings to get this record to sound good. Um, I'm not really sure why that is, but it's just like everything seems to be just like at the same volume throughout. Like the, well, there, I mean, there aren't any quiet parts, but like, I don't know. The parts that are supposed to be quieter aren't quiet. They're super loud. And I don't know. The super loud parts sound too loud. Like to the point, to the point where like the audio actually sounds distorted. That would be 2013 production where everything was mixed for MP3 and the loudness wars were at their worst. This is before YouTube changed the way people mixed records again. I mean, that's fair. That's probably what it is. Because it's just like, I'm not like, you know, a wimp and I'm like, oh, it was just too loud or whatever. I meant like it was so loud that it couldn't be processed. Like, like it's like super loud. It was getting clipped. Yeah. Yeah. Like clips. And yeah. And yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't like the way that it made my speakers sound. What you're trying to say is there is no dynamic range on this record. Yes. That is what I was trying to say. Thank you, Joe. No problem, buddy. (laughs) I mean, leave the audio engineer to figure it out. You're welcome. (laughs) I just screwed up everybody tonight. (laughs) Final thoughts on Chimera. Jeff. Solid band. Uh, that, that's really what it comes down to. They're 
pretty solid. They're not great. They're not bad. But uh, as Buddy had mentioned before, if you're passively listening to the their albums, there's very little that's going to grab you. Everything is very, very safe. It's all within its its lane. There's nothing that's going to say, hey, check me out. Listen to me. Uh, and it's a shame, too, because it's pretty solid. I mean, we got some good music going on here. It just needs a little bit more dynamics to to keep your attention, uh, especially when listening all the way through. Uh, I really didn't have a problem listening to it all the way through. I was truthfully pleasantly surprised because they are a solid band, but it, you know, thankfully there wasn't 13 albums of this. Otherwise, really would have gotten sick and fucking tired because I had, I would have a sneaking suspicion they wouldn't be changing much. But, it, you know, it, at the intervals that they're put in, it, it's fine. Buddy, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm on, I'm in Jeff's corner here like it's a solid band if not they're not bad at all like i thought they were really great to listen to but again just nothing that would pull me out of a passive experience and most of the time when i get a chance to actually listen to music it's because i'm at work you know making websites and programming and so i'm thinking really complex you know problems that i'm solving and so from it's gonna have to do something crazy for me to jump out and take notice of it um and you know it, it, they just don't do that um it's i thought they were great i enjoyed my time with it but you know if they come up with shuffle i'm not gonna skip them because they got some pretty great songs but uh, it's they're not a band i'm gonna typically reach for final thoughts on chimera dan i appreciate chimera because they did not go in a direction that i thought that they were gonna go in i really thought that they were gonna cash in on the fucking allison chains the harmony vocals and they just didn't like it all and like that's commendable to me also being the kind of guy that only likes bands to do certain things um but i really i think that they have a really solid body of work and i think it's something that they could definitely be proud of um is it gonna like change your life i mean probably not they're, they're not a band that like is gonna be your gateway into like getting into heavy music necessarily they're they're already there uh, they're they're a band's band. They're they're the kind of band that like deliver what the fanboys want every time. And uh, you know, I think bands like that. I think I think I think we need bands like that too. Not everybody's going to be progressive. Not everybody's going to ma- have some sort of dramatic stylistic change story. Um, Chimera is just a heavy metal band that plays heavy fucking metal, and that's that's it. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Where Chimera started and where they ended was not the same place. But for the majority of their discography, they gave you exactly what you were looking for. If what you wanted was riffs, straightforward, double bass, intense, brutal metal. It wasn't the best in the genre, and it definitely wasn't genre-defining. But if you're a fan of this music and you need something to deviate away from the bands that you normally listen to, you're not going to skip Chimera when they come up. You also might not be there looking for Chimera at the end. So if you're a fan of brutal, intense metal, you should be listening to Chimera. You probably have already listened to them more than once if you're a fan of other bands that are namestays of the genre. Damn, what's your album of the week? My album of the week is one that is very near and dear to my heart. It's Therapy Session by NF. Jeff, what about you? 
All right, this one is for Danya Shakov, uh, the <laughs> individual who left us the uh, the message saying, "Hey, cover more bands that aren't from the U.S." Well, before you would even even knew we were going to be mentioning your uh, message, my band is from Russia. It sure as hell is not metal. My wife hated this band so much while we were listening to it on the car down to my parents' house that she begged and pleaded for me to turn metal on because she thought what I was listening to was that bad. And that is little big. Fucking love these guys. Best music videos ever. Love them. Love them, love them, love them. So I'm not going to say a particular album because I tend to pick and choose because I really, really, really like their music videos but also they have you know really good songs like fucking asshole every day i'm drinking ak-47 big dick you know some quality lyrics there all kidding aside these guys are really fucking catchy and they're a lot of fun they don't take themselves too seriously highly recommend that you check out their videos i think the the one that got has gotten the most airplay is skibbity but Personally, I love uh, Farodenza. That one's fucking hilarious. Just just watch the videos. You're going to love it. Buddy, what's your album of the week? I've I've uh, been spinning a lot of uh, Dear Desolation by Thy Art is Murder. Um, and for some reason, when I'm not feeling very metal, uh, I'll still pull out uh, Damnation by Opeth and just been switching between both of those. Good choice. For me, it's Adam Ship, The Crash of 47. Good old standby for you, man. It's not That's a standby. A it's an always listen. <laughs> Anytime Crash 47 comes on, you can't skip it. Nope. <laughs> Shout out to the Roach Coach who had someone else besides me recommend the band. I would never have recommended the band. They were not new metal. Proven in theory. Take us out, DFT. If you've ever been listening to this podcast and wish we, you know, talk about, you know, bands from other countries or uh, maybe some some bigger name bands, uh, just let us know. You can reach out to us, just like our YouTube commentator did. And there's other ways you can reach out to us as well. You can send us an email at show at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Uh, you can reach out to us on our Discord server. There'll be a link in our show notes that'll take you right there. And we even have a Teespring store set up where you can buy all of your wonderful discography discussion merch and is a great way to support the podcast monetarily. What if I want to hear about a band from space? Can we do that too? I'll think about it. And on that note, this has been episode 180 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Dan and Joe Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money. We're covering Garth Brooks next week, right, guys? Every time. Get out of my house. <laughs> right now.